What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. Good morning on a great Saturday morning if you're a Los Angeles Laker fan out there. By the way, uh, we're not always doing Saturday morning shows, so to follow up the great Dr. Clapper, obviously uh, it's great to be here, and I'm glad to have a microphone in front of me um, coming less than 24 hours after free agency starts. A lot of wheeling and dealing going on, so we'll spend the next next two hours um, talking about what the Lakers have already done, what they need to do, uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times, who's done a fantastic job and has been doing it for years, is going to come up at 9.30, covers the Lakers for the LA Times. Joe Varden has a really good article in The Athletic on why this Anthony Davis and kind of waiting for free agency, and he makes some comparisons back in two, six, uh, 2016 with LeBron and the Cavs and how clutch sports has been a part of this whole, uh, I guess you could say, retooling for the Lakers. Uh, he'll come on at 10.30, so got a lot to get into. And as always, um, I refuse to do a show without hearing from Laker fans. 877-710-ESPN. Look, there's a number of different topics that we can get into today. And and what I want to do to kind of start off the show is let me kind of recap where we are with the Lakers. And who knows, as I'm doing the show, um, I'm sure many other things are going to go down. I'm sure there's a lot of other teams that are now looking up at the Lakers and saying to themselves, how the heck do we find a way to catch up to where the Lakers are based upon the talent that the Lakers already had with LeBron James and Anthony Davis? And then all of a sudden, some of these players that are starting to trickle in as free agency starts and, and you know, certainly Rob Palenka already making moves. So this is where we are. Recap of the last few days for the Lakers. So who's in? Dennis Schroeder, part of the Lakers now. Um, had a a fantastic season last year for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, He's been in the league. He's 27 years old now, uh, just kind of walking into his prime. How good was Dennis Schroeder Um, last year? They were a game away from facing the Lakers in the second round. Nobody expected the Oklahoma City Thunder to have all that good of a season. And Dennis Schroeder on his own was 18 points, was four assists a game. And Schroeder, by the way, was coming off the bench for the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, and maybe Dennis Schroeder's coming off the bench for the Lakers. Let's see how they round out the rest of the roster. So Dennis Schroeder is in. Wesley Matthews was announced uh, yesterday by a few different reports. Woj was on it. Sham Sharania was on it. Uh, Wesley Matthews, a veteran in the NBA who's going to come in at, I think, $3.6 million, is It's a one-year contract. Is going to come in and technically replace the role of Danny Green. Well, why is that significant? It's significant because I think there's a lot of things Wesley Matthews that Danny Green brought to the table, Wesley Matthews is going to bring to the table, but instead of paying the 15 million that you were going to pay for Danny Green, you're paying 3.6 million for um for Wesley Matthews. All right, I'm not a math guy, but I can, you know, I could carry the one and everything else. Uh, That sounds like that's a great deal for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I said this, I did my Lakers talk show, I think it was on Monday, maybe Tuesday, I can't remember. Um, But when I did my last Lakers talk show, I did mention, uh, hats off to Danny Green, everything he did for the Lakers, for the organization. He was a champion when he was here. He was a veteran. He's a player that everywhere he seems to go, those teams are competing, got a chip with the Spurs, got a championship with the Toronto Raptors, and was a piece to the Lakers winning a championship. But at the same time, um, I think it was a win-win. And what I mean by that is uh, Danny Green got paid. He got a two-year, $30 million deal from the Lakers. 
He obviously keeps all that money. He won an NBA championship, and there's going to be a different player now that comes in and and, uh, and plays his role. Who else is in for the Lakers? JaVale McGee opted in, so let me just kind of throw that one in there real quick. Um, I'll put that one on the side. Last night, I think, was the – out of all the moves that went down, and there was a lot of – look, there's there's a lot going on in the NBA. Uh, I know we're accustomed to a July 1st free agency start, and I know it's very normal to have a lot of um, uh, moving and shaking going on around free agency, but here's the reality. We're in November. The NBA season, you just heard Morales say, NBA season starts December 22nd. What? NBA free agency started on November 20th. The draft was on November 18th. Training camp's supposed to start on December 1st. So think about how much movement goes on in a regular offseason. And now all of a sudden, here we are, already delayed two months. Lakers just won a championship on October 11th. They're going to start up again uh, on December 22nd. There's a lot of moving and shaking that's going to go on over the next couple of weeks. But let me say out of the start so far in free agency, I think the biggest move came down yesterday when uh, it was announced that Montrez Harrell is coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. So before I get into Montrez Harrell, what he's going to bring to the table, who's in? Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, Montrez Harrell, JaVale McGee opts into his contract. Who's out? Danny Green is out, and Dwight Howard is out. I'll spend some time talking about Dwight Dwight Howard in a little bit because that was, I think, a confusing one for everybody. Thought he was going to be a Laker. Dwight actually tweeted he's coming back to the Lakers. Um, Sham Sharania tweeted that he's coming to the Lakers, and then all of a sudden everybody deleted their tweets. Next thing you know, he ends up with the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, still a lot of question marks for the Lakers as well. What happens to KCP? What happens to Rajon Rondo, Avery Bradley, and Markeith Morris? Those are the four other players that were a part of the Lakers, obviously, last season, and uh, and we're still trying to figure out if they end up with the Lakers uh, or if they go somewhere else. And I think there's you know certainly rumors out there that players like Rajon Rondo will he end up with the Clippers? Will he go to um, will he go to another team? And I I'm actually I find myself spending uh, a lot of this morning. Uh, refreshing Twitter, like I'm sure many other people around um, are doing as well. But let, let's just uh, let's just stay with this real quick. So now we know who's in, who's out, and what's still up in the air. Um, this is what I take away from the first week. Now you can say of the initial trade of Dennis Schroeder, and then as we move on to free agency, this is what I take away. So let me get this straight: the Lakers are coming off an NBA championship. The Lakers just got championship number 17. You guys know the saying in sports where you're trying to defend your title. So if you win a championship, you're, I guess you could say, on the defense, right? You just kind of, that's the perspective that you have. Well, we just won the championship, so everybody's chasing us. And I think a a few things stick out to me. I got a chance on Thursday, Rob Palenka was then officially getting an opportunity to make the announcement that Dennis Schroeder is now a Los Angeles Laker. The trade went through. The draft was on Wednesday. Lakers had to make the pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't have to go through all the details, even though I think I just went through all the details. Um, One of the things that stuck out to me so far is on that conference call, you know, you get a chance and and we're listening to to Rob Palenka 
uh, media throughout Southern California. That's a part of the Zoom call that, that everybody's doing now. And Palenka just kind of kept emphasizing, yeah, when you win, it's easy to get complacent. And um, he said a few different times in that conversation that he was not going to allow that to happen to this Los Angeles Lakers team, the franchise. And, and by the way, I know, you know, for most Laker fans out there, well, we're accustomed to this. You're accustomed to a franchise that has an incredible amount of success and is very selfish, and they want all the championships for themselves. And all the Laker fans out here, um, we are jaded. We just think, well, what do you mean we didn't win a championship? What do you mean it's been 10 years when you think about other franchises that are out there? What I take away from this week is the team that just won the championship is the team actually playing offense, not defense. Lakers aren't trying to defend their title. Lakers are out there playing offense. This front office um, was the first to act in a trade to go get a guy like Dennis Schroeder. This Lakers front office just went out there and grabbed Montrez Harrell from the Los Angeles Clippers at, by the way, an incredibly reasonable contract in an offseason that if you guys watched some of those numbers yesterday, there are many unreasonable contracts that are being thrown around right now. So if you look at what the Lakers just did in this last week, I don't know. I'm gonna go back to this, and I and I'm gonna spend some time on uh, spend some time on this as the show progresses. I'm not saying it's over. I'm not saying okay. Well, that's it. Lakers are set. The roster is set. No, there's still key key pieces that the Lakers are gonna have to figure out. Um, personally, I want KCP and Avery Bradley back. Uh, Markeith Morris would be a nice. Uh, certainly a nice uh, player to to keep on your roster because of some of the flexibility that he gives to the Los Angeles Lakers. But so far, you added two of the best bench players in the NBA to an already championship team. I know there's going to be some people out there and say, Alan, don't, don't overstate it. What do you mean two of the best bench players? Literally, Montrezl was won the Sixth Man of the Year award last season for the Clippers. And Dennis Schroeder was the runner-up. That is the one-two six-man-of-the-year award, uh, either winner or runner-up, from past seasons. So when I say they're adding two of the best bench players in the NBA to already go along with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Alex Caruso and Kyle Kuzma, I'm obviously uh, talking about players I already know are going to be on the roster. That's significant. That's significant when the rest of the NBA is supposed to try to catch up to the Lakers. I think the Lakers just took one step even further forward and are now looking behind them at the rest of the competition. Let things play out. A lot of things still got uh, have to play out. But at least over these first few days in free agency and what the Lakers can do, um, that's significant. I haven't even mentioned Wes Matthews yet, which I want to spend some time on him as well. Um, when we come back, I want to spend also some time talking about Montrez Harrell and the hit that this is for the Clippers and the benefit that it is for the Lakers. I appreciate you guys tuning in. This is a Lakers Talk Saturday special, 877-710-ESPN. Let's start lining up some of these phone calls. I want to ask Laker fans out there, um, what do you think the Lakers need to do from here 
uh, your thoughts on the moves that Palenka's already made so far. Let's get some Laker fans' thoughts on it as well. Brad Turner coming up at 9.30. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll go till 11 a.m., and then we'll do a little uh, do another show on social on the ESPN Los Angeles accounts, 877-710-ESPN. I'll start taking some phone calls. Brad Turner coming up at 9.30. Lakers adding Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell and Wesley Matthews to the roster. Dwight Howard, Danny Green out. And then still a lot of question marks still left in regards to Rondo in, re- in regards to uh, KCP and some of these, ob- obviously, uh, Avery Bradley, Markeith Morris, some of these role players that were part of this Lakers team that helped win championship number 17. Um, so th- this is uh, this is where I want to get to. And, and I, I spent some time here. I-, I talked about how I felt like the Lakers so far, uh, Rob Palenka's playing offense. And, and, you know, one of the things that you love to see from ownership and from free agency um, and I guess this is just kind of the mentality that certain people have. When you win, you enjoy it for a quick second, and then you get back to work. And I feel like that's that's yeah, that's the type of that's the type of person Rob Palenka is. And we've seen Laker legends where it's very similar. And there's a legend right now playing for the Lakers uh, in LeBron James, where uh, it, you just never get content. It's always about trying to win. And I said this joking around a couple of weeks ago, but I wasn't really joking around. I said, I don't want to talk about championship number 17 anymore. That's old news. I mean, it's boring now. Now we got to talk about championship number 18. I say that joking around, but there's a reality to it. I mean, I'm being realistic as well. The Lakers are good enough um, to win another championship. And they're good enough that over the first three years of LeBron James' career in Los Angeles, rocking the purple and gold, he could potentially have two championships. Um, so the Montrez Harrell deal. Actually, let me do this. Let me let me. Um, I'll go Montrez Harrell, and I'll talk about Wesley Matthews. Okay, Montrez Harrell. So it's one thing when you grab a free agent, and, and let me also say this: Montrez Harrell, um, he's got some flaws in his game. So I'm not going to pretend here that the Lakers just grabbed Hakeem Olajuwon because that's not the case. There was actually many times last year when the Lakers would play the Clippers that I thought when Montrez Harrell had the ball and he was trying to post up and um, his game is so raw, I thought it was good for the Lakers when Montrez Harrell had the ball in his hands. Now, if he's getting a lob, that's a different story. If he's getting an offensive rebound, that's a different story. Those are easy putbacks. So Montrez Harrell... Um, is not going to come in and be Carl Malone. That's not uh, going to be his role with the Los Angeles Lakers. But Montrez Harrell for the Clippers was a big piece to that championship quality team. They had a championship quality roster. Everybody thought they're going to play the Lakers in the Western Conference. Did they implode? Absolutely. Did it completely collapse? It did. They were up three-one against Denver, and Montrez Harrell did not have a good playoff run. But I'll tell you what Montrez Harrell was to the Los Angeles Clippers. He was 18 and a half points a game, seven rebounds, and a block shot for the Clippers. He played 28 minutes a game off the bench was his average. And this is not just a subtraction to the Clippers, and it's an addition to the Los Angeles Lakers. I'll kind of reference what I'm referring to there. Sometimes you can go out. I'll use Rondo as a great example. Doing the show on Monday. Um, by the way, if something goes down here and uh, and I miss one of these deals because I'm doing the show, just uh, hit me with a tweet or something. Somebody help me out here. Um, Rondo is a great example. What I was saying on Monday is if Rondo doesn't re-sign with the Los Angeles Lakers, I hope he goes to Atlanta. 
I hope he gets as far away from from Los Angeles as possible because I don't want to see him go to the Los Angeles Clippers. Because it's one thing to lose a player that you think you know certainly was a benefit to your team. It's a whole different scenario when you lose that player to one of the biggest comp, uh, competitive pieces that you have in the Western Conference. The Clippers just lost Montrez Harrell. They didn't lose him to Sacramento. They didn't lose him to the Atlanta Hawks. They didn't lose him to the Milwaukee Bucks or the Toronto Raptors. They lost him to the Los Angeles Lakers. I just said he's 18 and a half, seven rebounds a game and a block shot. Gave him 28 minutes. Was the sixth man of the year for the Los Angeles Clippers. He just changed locker rooms and came to the Lakers. I can't emphasize how significant that is. Now, we got to let free agency play out because... Um, you know, we're, we're only at the start of free agency. We really are. We're only at the start of free agency. And the reality is eventually, um, a lot of these players, and there's still a lot of big names that are left, uh, they're going to find homes. And I'm sure the Clippers are going to be as aggressive as any other team right now to try and figure out how they plug the hole in Montrez Harrell. By the way, they also lost to Michael Green, but Montrez Harrell coming to the Lakers, um, that's big news. By the way, what's the motivation behind this? Why would you leave the Clippers and come to the Lakers? Kind of a bad look for the Clippers as well. I mean, he was just there kind of making his career. And if it was a financial thing, if I said, well, Montrez Harrell didn't come to the Clippers, he came to the Lakers because they offered him four years, $64 million, you would say, okay, well, it just came down to finances. If Rondo doesn't come back to the Lakers or KCP doesn't come back to the Lakers, it just comes down probably most likely to finances. It's not like the Lakers gave Montrez Harrell this unreal contract. They gave him a two-year, $20 million deal, and he's 26 years old. He'll be 27 at the end of January. So not only did you grab a player from a team that could compete from a championship that shares the same arena with you, but you also grabbed a player at a very reasonable contract. And I got to imagine, if you're Montrez Harrell, um, how hungry do you have to be to get a chance to play for the Los Angeles Lakers and have a chance to play with two of the greats uh, that are in the NBA right now and one of the greatest to ever play the game in LeBron James? And all you have to do is play your role. That's all you got to do is come play your role. I don't even know who the third best player is on this team anymore. I used to have these conversations about, is it Kuzma? Is it KCP? I mean, I figured out over time it wasn't Kuzma. Kuzma wasn't just going to do it on a consistent basis. But now I have a legitimate conversation. Kuzma's probably the fifth best player on this team. And there's going to be nights Caruso's playing, but he's the sixth best player on this team. All right, let me take a couple quick phone calls here. Um, Gerano in downtown, I appreciate you calling. You're on Lakers Talk, the special edition of Lakers Talk on Saturday. What's going on, man? What What's on what's your up, mind? Slee? What's up, Slee? It's Gelato Drew. Yeah, you got my name wrong. Oh, my bad, my bad. Anyway, it's all good. Uh, Sliwa, you're a champion. You're ESPN 710's hot dog eating champion, so you can sympathize with the Lakers. You can <laughs> understand what they're going through. Absolutely, and absolutely. We, we, pl- we played nice this year. We did it for Kobe. We had the pandemic, and now Rob Polink has got his foot on the NBA's throat. Mm. He's making these moves, Mamba mentality. We're not playing nice no more. We're taking our respect. And I trust Rob. We're going to get the rest of the roster filled out, and we're coming for that second chip. Rob Polinka, Kalachu, you could tell we're showing no mercy. Mm-hmm. It's an, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. It's time to restore order to the NBA with the Lakers on top. 
and the start of a new dynasty. What do you think? I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. All right, one down. Uh, we got another championship to go. I guess that's the uh, that's the concept now, right? You okay, got one. I mean, how how old does October 11th seem? I don't know about you guys. I'm not looking in the past. What was it Jimmy Butler that literally took his rearview mirror out of his car because he said he doesn't look in the past? Um, listen, I I I get what you're I, I get exactly what you're talking about because you know I'd be lying to you if I didn't say and I put out this tweet this morning when I was promoting the show just talking about how how are the Lakers not the clear cut favorite to win championship number 18. I don't say that loosely. Um, I say that because what they've done so far, and just the mentality that they have right now. They're in a position where Clutch Sports has obviously got great agents and they can paint a vision of having a chance to play in L.A. and get the marketing that comes with it, compete for an NBA championship, try to earn that contract if maybe you need to do a little bit more, you need to get a little bit more spotlight. There's a lot of benefits right now to playing for the Lakers, but you also have you know, ownership and somebody who's running the basketball operations in Rob Palenka, yeah, they're putting their foot on their gas. I'm telling you, this call on Thursday, the Zoom call, and I know Palenka also joined uh, Mason in Ireland, and then he was also on with Spectrum Sports, so he uh, Sportsnet, so he was making his rounds. But the call on Thursday, um, that didn't sound like anybody that's content with winning a championship. I mean, if you look at Palenka, Palenka looks, he almost looked like, they hadn't won a championship, and it was a it was a disappointing season or something. And I say that, you know, joking around, but you know what I'm referring to. All right, let me squeeze another call in here. Um, David in Brentwood. David, I appreciate you calling in, man. You're on Lakers Talk. Go ahead, David. Hey, good morning, Sliwa. Thank you for having me on. I love your show. Listen to you every day. Um, I just wanted to add that with these new additions that we have, I definitely think we are definitely step ahead of – most of the other teams, definitely the Clippers. Um, I think the Clippers lost big with uh, Harold leaving. And uh, I was listening to your show when you mentioned about uh, when Rob Palenka said that he was going to be aggressive. And uh, definitely I'm seeing it. I love it. I definitely think the Lakers are up for another one this year, which is great for us. I mean, like you said, that uh, you don't know who the third person is. We definitely now have legitimate I mean, everybody's a baller now. I mean, we could have guys rest. We could have people come off the bench. I think he's done great with these three additions. Um, I just wish we could maybe pick up one more big, but uh, I definitely think these three additions were were amazing for the Lakers. Uh, David, I appreciate you calling in. Um, let Let's see how let's see how the rest of the roster shapes up. Um, let's see if the Lakers. Um, if they find a way, I, I want to see KCP back. By the way, I didn't even talk about Wesley Matthews yet. Um, I, I love who they targeted, and Brad Turner's coming up here at 9.30. So BT, by the way, putting in some work. I don't know if you guys have been watching. Follow Brad Turner um, with the LA Times, but you know he was confirming a lot of these stories, breaking a lot of stories. So he was uh, he's been doing a great job over the last week. So we'll talk about Wesley Matthews when we come back, how big the Montrez Harrell deal uh, was, what we can expect from some of these other Laker players, because I also don't want to get too excited because I do think filling out the rest of your wa- roster is going to be incredibly important. And maybe I'm just being incredibly uh, uh, selfish here and just, you know, you, you want more. You already got Montrez Harrell. You already got Dennis Schroeder. And Wesley Matthews is on the team. It's like, all right. What else are we going to eat? Uh, 
Brad Turner coming up next. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Stay right here. This is a Lakers Talk Saturday special. We're talking free agency up until 11 a.m. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. So much going on on this Saturday morning. Um, If you're a Laker fan out there, you're driving around, you're listening on the app, um, what a great start to your weekend. And by the way, you know, when you really kind of think about this, we are so close to the season actually even starting. So what's today? The 20th, 21st, something like that? We're a month away. month away, Lakers uh, will start their, you know, defense of their championship, championship number 17. Um, I want to welcome in Brad Turner from the LA Times. Uh, BT, what is going on? I mean, I, I can only imagine what time you woke up, what time you went to sleep last night. I, you probably didn't go to sleep at all. Man, I will tell you this. Before I did go to sleep, uh-huh. I did have a glass of wine. There you go. Too, because <laughs> I had to, man. It was a wild, frantic, crazy night. It was constant. When it started going, man, it just didn't seem to stop. Well, and the Lakers, mm-hmm. they took off at, man, like crazy. BT, what what happened with? Were, were you expecting the Montrez Harrell? Did that? Did you have any inclination on that? How, how surprised were you when you saw that uh, that signing? Not at all. I mean, the assumption among a lot of people, and especially those who are with the Clippers, is because Montrez is representative by Touch Sport and Rich Paul, and Rich Paul has AD and LeBron James with the Lakers. The assumption was that. Montreal's Harold would be with the Lakers. Hmm. My information that I was getting, that was not the total case. There was some interest there, but number one was trying to get Dwight to resign. And then once Dwight decided to go to Philadelphia, the Lakers made a quick pivot. And they have done that all the last two years. Mm-hmm. And they end up getting Montreal's Harold. So I would say I was surprised and not surprised at the same time. Okay, but before I ask about what happened with Dwight um, on the Montrez front, um, tell me his role. Tell me how he fits in. Tell me uh, what this does for the Lakers. Just kind of walk through a little bit. And I know there's still a lot more left to be figured out from a free agency perspective and players that were on your championship roster last year. But just looking at Montrez Harrell, um, what's he going to bring to the Lakers? You know, again, I guess I can consider myself forfeit because I covered him. First, got to the Clippers, so I watched that growth. What you get is a player who plays hard all the time. I mean, he is a beast mm. down low. He's a monster. His defense, it can improve. What he is good at on defense is taking charges. But offensively, if there's a rebound to be had, he will go get it. If there's someone that you want to have a bucket down low, he can get that bucket for you. He is tough. He's gritty. He's nasty. He talks trash mm-hmm. to people. He will go at you. He is someone that I think Lakers will, fans will like a lot because he gives you his effort all the time. And he has improved his shot within 15 feet. You don't want him shooting those shots at all. You just want him getting to the basket, making plays. He's gotten a little bit better passing the ball. But what he is is someone that will give you an all-out effort all the time, and he can't score. Hence, he was named the Sixth Man of the Year winner. Uh, who do you think? Um, who do you think talks more trash, Montrez Harrell, or you talking trash to Michael Thompson at Staples when we were there? Man, that's a close I got one. Montrez beat on. I got. No, I'm, <laughs> I beat him on that. You kidding me? I talked to Michael Thompson a couple of days ago. Still haven't gotten my wine. Uh, um, uh, BT, j- just to stay real quick, you said that this is 
the type of energy guy that Laker fans are going to appreciate. And listen, there's something to it. I think most fan bases, when you have that type of a player, there is an appreciation. I think maybe that's why Laker fans appreciate Alex Caruso so much. And there's been other Laker players in the past where they play a certain role. Uh, but Montrez Harrell is coming to the Lakers as the sixth man of the year. He's come in averaging 18 and 7 a game with a block shot. Um, when you look at his game, how he can play alongside Anthony Davis, because you know obviously he didn't have anything like that when he was with the Clippers. How can those two play together? Because I think you said something. You know, you said that okay, his shot is getting a little bit better from 15 feet. I think he still shoots maybe 67, 66 percent from the free throw line. So he is still raw offensively. But how much can his game uh, benefit from playing with a guy like Anthony Davis down low? Well, let's just start on defense. What Montez perhaps doesn't like, doesn't does lack on defense, well, AD is there to clean all of those things up. Mm. And what we have seen out of AD is that he can step out and shoot threes and make threes. Don't forget that three he made against the Denver Nuggets. Sure. So if you have AD out there roaming the perimeter a little bit more than perhaps sometimes some fans would like, but he's on the perimeter and he shoots the ball, and he, maybe he misses a shot, well, who's there to clean up those rebounds? Montrez Harrell. And there are things they can do with each other, playing a high-low, which is something that doesn't happen a whole lot in the NBA these days, but you could see that happening. The two of them, I think, would be great together because they would put so much pressure on a team's defense. How do you deal with them? How do you deal with AD, who can pass the ball, roll into the basket, passes the ball to Trez for a dunk, or if he misses a shot and there's Trez down there to clean it up. So I think the two can work together fine. Yeah, and BT, Brad Turner from the LA Times joining Lakers Talk. We're doing a special show up until 11 a.m. this morning, uh, obviously in regards to free agency. But BT, I, I think you, you bring up a good point. If Montrez Harrell went out and got a contract and you know is playing for a team, I'm just going to throw the Sacramento Kings or he's playing for the Atlanta Hawks, um, that's one thing. But he's coming to the Lakers. You could say, all right, he's probably the fourth best player on this team now. And I know he kind of mm-hmm. had a similar role with the Clippers, but uh, with with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I just feel like he can, he can really, really thrive with the Lakers for what they're going to ask him to do. Um, the, the player that you mentioned before we got into Montrez Harrell, what happened to Dwight Howard? Can you kind of clarify? Can you help us understand a little bit? Um, a tweet comes out from Dwight saying he's happy to be back with Lakers Nation. Before you know it, he takes that tweet down. He ends up with the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, I'm still trying to get that sorted out. There have been conflicting stories. One is that Dwight was offered a contract by the Lakers. That's coming from his side. The other side was that the Lakers had talked about the framework of a deal, and they had not yet agreed upon one. Now, remember this, you can only negotiate contracts with players starting Friday. Mm -hmm. Contracts cannot be signed until Sunday. So players can back out of deals, and obviously so can teams. Mm. So what happened in between two hours, two and a half hours, I'm not sure between the two sides. I just know that why Dwight was waiting to hear it back from the Lakers the Philadelphia 76ers put on a full-court press from Joel Embiid talking to Dwight, from Doc Rivers talking to Dwight, Daryl Moore talking to Dwight. Now, my one sense is if Dwight had waited a little bit longer, 
he may be with the Lakers now. And if not with the Lakers, had he waited a little bit longer, he could have got more than $2.6 million, hmm. the veterans minimum. There's no rush to get that deal, to sign that deal. Right, it's going to and be the, there from a team at any point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone signed for that money on Friday. So that's something that he has to deal with on his own. I mean, he can still back out of the deal because, again, he hasn't signed the contract. He only negotiated it. The contract signing can't be done until tomorrow. So if his agent wants to go back and it's done, I've seen it happen before with guys back I mean, Heck, I saw DeAndre Jordan agree to a right. the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> and came back to the Clippers for more money. That's right. So, no, we'll see what happens. Um, Brad Turner from the LA Times joining Lakers Talk. Um, okay, BT, I, I want to just get your thoughts here because still a lot of question marks for the Lakers. I mean, you got to feel great if you're a Laker fan out there. And in these first couple of days, you add Wesley Matthews. You add Dennis Schroeder, six-man runner-up, and you add Montrezl Harrell, the six-man of the year. So, I mean, obviously right out the gate, Lakers, um, Rob Palenka keeping his promise that he's going to stay aggressive. But the remaining players, KCP, Rajon Rondo, Avery Bradley, Markeith Morris, can you just give me your thoughts on what you think happens with a few of these guys? I think that KCP returns. Which would be big. That's a a big one if if you can bring him back. It is. It is, but only if it's for the right amount of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wants to be paid more than what he was making this last season. So it was what he was making, $8.5, $8.6 million. Right, right around there. So he is looking for a pay increase, and he's also looking for more years on a contract, at least three years, where the Lakers, their preference would be to give guys some one-year deals, perhaps two-year deals like Montrez got, mm-hmm. because they want to keep salary cap space available for next summer, they may not be able to do that, especially if they want to keep KCP. Rondo, based on what I've been told, was is still a possibility. That was two days ago that he comes back to the Lakers. But the Clippers are a team that will pursue him, has pursued him, and wants him. Atlanta had once come up, but they just signed Chris Dunn this right. morning, according to reports. So that kind of leaves them out of it. So Rondo is still available. Marquise Morris wants to return, but again, it comes down to money. Doesn't everything? I don't think the Lakers, based on the numbers that I'm understanding right now, they can pay him a lot of money, more than the veterans minimum. In his case, about $2.5, $2.6 million. So that's something that is difficult to deal with. Avery Bradley right now, you haven't heard much about him. Mm-hmm. They wanted to keep him there, but now that he has opted out, he can go to any team he wants to go to. Now, let's just say KCP doesn't return and he signs with another team, then if you're the Lakers, you have to look into bringing Avery back. And sure. I'm sure they still have conversation going on with his representative trying to get this figured out. And his reps are also calling the Lakers and other teams trying to see what the best case will be. But it's going to be fun. And it's going to be a lot of fun to me to, to see Rob Polinka put this puzzle together. Uh, Brad, final and one. Look, yeah. How about this? Let's not forget now, mm-hmm. AD hasn't signed yet. Sure. It's going to happen, we're pretty sure, but he has not signed yet. Well, this, I, I guess, um, I guess BT, and maybe this is an easy one to answer, but I'll get your thoughts on it. How key are going to be, how key is it going to be to fill out the rest of the roster because 
Um, you know, you can be on one side and say, look, you already have. I mean, if you look at who already is on the roster, LeBron's there, AD's there. Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, and then a couple of these other um, couple of these other players. How key is this next few days going to be to round up the rest of the roster, or do you think the Lakers already have what they need? Now it's you know whatever happens from here. I don't want to say is icing on the cake, but how critical do you think these next uh, few moves are? Well, the number one in my view would be getting KCP signed. Mm-hmm. And then once you get him signed, then the Lakers can look at trying to fill in with veteran minimums around their team. And you can find some veterans. You can bring back a veteran like Jared Dudley, for example, who may not play a whole lot, but who could be there in case you need an emergency help if someone's not playing because, you know, the COVID-19, because someone tests positive. I just saw this morning where UCLA is having all these guys out including their starting quarterback because of of COVID-19. So you you can get the veterans. You find guys that are willing to come to play for a team like the Lakers, to play with LeBron and AD because they have a chance to win a championship. The key one, in my view, is getting KCP signed to a deal, and then you start filling in the spots along the way. BT, great stuff as always, my man. Thank you for doing this. Hope you have a good uh, rest of your weekend, and I'm sure you and I will be talking uh, talking again soon. All right, bud? Yes, we will, Alan. Thanks, man. All right, BT. Thank you, man. That's Brad Turner from the LA Times. Um, okay, and we come back. What players are still left? What remaining players do we got to keep an eye on? By the way, a big, uh, a big domino just dropped. Four years, $85 million. I'll tell you who signed. Uh, Not with the Lakers. Don't worry. This has nothing to do with the Lakers. I'll tell you who just signed in free agency coming up next. Stay right here. This is a special edition of Lakers Talk here on a Saturday. We're talking free agency up until 11 a.m. I'm Alan Sliwan, 710 ESPN. Close enough, Jared. That's close enough, Dudley. Uh, Appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you to uh, Brad Turner for joining the show. 877-710-ESPN. Laker fans driving around, listening in their car. They're listening on the ESPN app. What do you think of the move so far from Rob Palenka and the Los Angeles Lakers? What else do the Lakers need to do before free agency ends? Still a lot of questions. 877-710-ESPN. I'll take your guys' phone calls. Joe Varden coming up at 1030. He'll explain a little bit of what's going on with Anthony Davis. How long will Anthony Davis wait before he does sign? What kind of deal can we expect? So we'll get into all that. Um, Okay, so one domino did fall. I did mention that I... uh, I saw right after, after, as we were finishing with Brad Turner, um, this was arguably the biggest name in free agency. It was uh, Fred Van Fleet of the Toronto Raptors. So Van Fleet, four years, $85 million to stay with the Toronto Raptors. So Fred Van Fleet getting paid uh, four years, eighty-five million dollars. Kind of actually, that's one of those players. I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. He's a champion. He's somebody that, um, uh, just kind of his journey. You, you like stories like that where they end up, uh, just kind of grinding their way through the league, and he gets eighty-five million dollars from the Toronto Raptors. So, uh, that's a big signing right there. So, a- as we look at the big names that are left. Because there's some big names that have already dropped. And I know this wasn't supposed to be a big free agency class. By the way, I mean, when they say it's not supposed to be a big free agency class, 
and then some of these guys are getting the checks that they're getting. God bless them. Um, there's some money being thrown around right now that makes me think of a couple off seasons ago. Um, but this was, I was thinking about this this morning, so I'm getting ready for the show, I'm prepping, and I'm thinking about, what was it now, four years ago? I remember I was at the Drew League. So back uh, in the summer, we were doing some of these Saturday shows where Lakers Talk was when we first started. Um, we were doing uh, some of these Saturday shows from the Drew League. It was actually really cool. I mean, if you guys have never been to the Drew League, the atmosphere is amazing. They're playing basketball all day. It's a hot summer gym. Um, and it, it was it was the free agency where the Lakers signed Luol Deng and Tim, Timofey Mozgov to four-year four year deals. I want to say what Mozgov get, $64 million. Luol Deng came in with a good $72 million. And I remember when I'm doing the show, all this was breaking while I was doing the show. I'm kind of scratching my head here. I'm like, wait a minute, what just happened? Okay. I was like, Laker fans, don't panic. I know they're four-year deals. Of course, more details are going to come out. Maybe they're only two years guaranteed. You know, two years and then the the final two years are, uh, I was trying to be optimistic here. It's a team option, something along those lines. And to just think back then where the Lakers were when those signings were going down to here we are. I know the timetable's different just because free agency, you know, obviously started November 20th yesterday. But just to see where the Lakers are, they're coming off an NBA championship. They just tied the Boston Celtics for 17 NBA championships. And I think have as good of a chance now to win championship number 18 as any other team in the NBA um, to win a chip. And I'm going to go through some of the players, the remaining players in free agency. But before I do that, just take a quick second and just think about what I just said. Think about the summer that the Lakers were throwing $72 million at Luol Deng, were throwing uh, $64 million at Timofey Mozgov. I think those were the numbers. And they were four-year deals, and they were all guaranteed contracts, and you just kind of looked at the organization, and you put your hand on top of your head and said, I have no idea when this Lakers franchise is going to be competitive again. And then here we are now, coming off a championship, going and grabbing Dennis Schroeder, the sixth man of the year, 18 and uh, backup, or the uh, runner-up, sixth man of the year, 18 points and four assists off the bench for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then last night, getting Wesley Matthews, who is a perfect fit for the Los Angeles Lakers, who's going to make $3.6 million, who's going to come in the slot of Danny Green that was part of the deal to go get Dennis Schroeder over here, which that $15 million, the final year of Danny Green's contract, was shipped out to replace with a Dennis Schroeder who's 27 years old. And then you went out and got Wesley Matthews, a vet, a shooter, uh, somebody that's going to be a good uh, a locker room guy, uh, somebody that's been in the league long enough that understands the value of getting a chance to try to compete for an NBA championship. I mean, what a difference from a couple years ago to where we are now. And then Montrez Harrell, obviously, um, coming in with the Lakers yesterday as well. What do you get? Two years, $20 million, a very reasonable contract. So it, just looking at the Los Angeles Lakers, where they were and where they are now, it, it's a good reality check. You know, it really is. It's a good, It's a good moment to just take a step back take a deep breath and and just say from a from a basketball perspective trust me 
I know there's a lot of other things going on in the world that are a lot more important than just sports or Lakers or anything like that. But just looking at it from a Lakers perspective, what a great time to be a Laker fan. How incredibly competitive this team is going to be, it looks like, for the next couple of years. And this is what we're going to do when we come back. Um, I'm going to take your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. Let's light up these phone calls. Let's take as many calls as we can. Coming up in the next segment, we'll talk Lakers basketball. We'll do it with everybody in Southern California. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk Special Edition on Saturday on 710 ESPN.